Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, and welcome to another videotaped episode okay. of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Coldesi. And this is Mark Vila from Coleman and Company. And today we're going to talk about four steps to hiring your first salesperson. And uh, this was this was an episode I wasn't crazy about the idea of writing it right. and writing the notes on it. But right. once I got into it, it is probably one of the most exciting ones. So I'm really stoked to talk about this. It's useful, right? And, yeah, it's and, really useful. And speaking of you, okay, um, I want to encourage Here everybody to sign up for our YouTube channel. So uh, the CAS podcast, uh, we record um, some of our podcasts uh, on video and we post them up on YouTube. Now we share that YouTube channel with our parent companies, mm-hmm. which are Coleman and Company and Coldesi. It's called the Coldesi Coleman is the name of the YouTube channel. And you may not know this, but if you're listening to this on the website or if you're in your car listening, um, we do a lot of things that will make you want to see the video. Um, Mark yes. Vila, Mark Vila does close-up magic sometimes while, yeah, he, while he's talking. It, it's yeah, great. I, I occasionally do costume changes. Uh, so Mark, you know, Mark makes lots of comments on beard progression it's true and if, and if none of that turns out to be true we still got you to subscribe to the youtube uh, yeah. channel and you'll get notified whenever we do actually uh remember to take uh, yeah notes. or i do the magic tricks actually i don't do magic tricks but joe that joe joe our, smalley our sales joe manager smalley does magic tricks he does legit good magic they're tricks. good but you know so. the rule you should never ask someone to do a magic trick. <laughs> he, never he will do one speaking so, of sales speaking of magic yeah. if hiring a salesperson um. <laughs> so we get this question a lot. I think it's a, a very timely topic on the Custom Apparel Startups um, Facebook group. Uh, we are talking to customers all the time on the phone, and they're asking for advice on on hiring salespeople. And both Mark Vila and I have a lot of experience in the apparel business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, in sales and sales management. Uh, you've hired tons of people. I've fired tons of people. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so um, so we we've got some good experience to draw from. And the first thing I want to do before we get into the four steps is I kind of want to set up your state of mind right now. Okay. So there are two times when people usually post on the groups or they ask us about hiring a salespeople. One is they're so busy, they can't keep up and they need to have someone help with sales. Yep. Wonderful. The second is that they're not selling anything and they're desperate and they really need someone to sell for them because they're terrible at it or they've discovered yeah. that they really mm-hmm. hate it so much they just won't do yeah. it. Yeah, and, and both of those both of those are a problem yeah. that needs to be resolved and they're actually not by hiring a salesperson, right? right? Yeah. Um, which is interesting. So what do you have to say about that? I'm I, just, just, I, I, just, I just want to say that if you are in a financially poor position, you have a going concern, a custom t-shirt business, or you're just starting out, then hiring a salesperson when you don't have money in the bank mm-hmm. and you don't have any track record of sales is a recipe for failure. Um, I've done it at least twice mm-hmm. in my own small businesses. And what you end up with is this kind of feedback loop 
Yeah. Uh, because you never think the salesperson is doing enough because they didn't come back with big orders the first day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you end up grudgingly paying them and uh, they can tell you're not successful, they're not successful, and everybody hates it. Yeah. So don't do it. Okay. And you're and you're probably not in the you're definitely not in the mindset to be able to manage a salesperson. Yes. You've got to be somewhat of of a salesperson to be able to manage a salesperson uh, because you've got to know how they think, what to do, how to track them, how to follow what they're doing. So you need to understand these principles. So if we're starting this off where you're financially not in a position to even consider hiring somebody yeah and and we can get into you know commission only and, and salaries and all that in a minute but if you're not in a financial position if with your business to grow the best thing you can do <clears throat> is to go back listen to more of our episodes yeah. go on how to sell more next month yeah how That's... to sell more next month is great get online look up some sales articles there's tons of motivational speakers out there listen to them um Every morning, wake up and listen to a sales motivational speaker every yeah. day. You know, you get yourself into that mindset because you can do it. You don't have to be somebody who's pushy, and that that just that almost doesn't exist. That's a stereotype yeah. that rarely exists. True. Most salespeople nowadays, when even going to sell a car, buying a car, all these stereotypical things. Most salespeople that you run into, just, yeah, is this what you want? Is this what you're looking They're for? They're consultants. Let me show you really? This. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, unless you live in the tri-state area right now, yeah, and then. <laughs> Forget everything Mark Vila just said. Well, so, so that's the one. And then the other one you said is it's like you're so busy that, yes. that you – so you should have done it earlier is maybe the Yeah, and, and, that. and that's true. So if you're already in the weeds, when you, when you bring on a salesperson, and we're going to talk about this as well, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have to interact with that. They need managed. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Even a, if you can find a 100% commission salesperson – they still need they still need managed. They need to learn about your business. They need you to talk to them about customers, about the situations they find themselves in. You need to be ready to take a phone call from the field. If they're out talking to a big customer, they may have questions. Yeah. They may want to check on dates. You have to be available in a state of mind to focus on developing a salesperson to help you make money. Yeah, and you and you've got to be um, in a position also to uh, produce the orders in a timely fashion because what right. happens also is is when you're in the weeds you're not just in the weeds in sales you're in the weeds in production yes. and booking and banking everywhere yeah. you're in the weeds everywhere especially as a small business owner who wears five or set six or seven hats yeah so you're in the weeds <clears throat> everywhere so sometimes the easiest solution on getting out of the weeds is not on a high level thing like let me find a salesperson to help me sell right it's on a lower level thing like let me help me get somebody to fold and box stuff up yeah let me help to get somebody to deliver orders you know you these are all things you can outsource right. easily hire easily um, it's inexpensive and that and things like that can help you get out of the weeds rather than just trying to start at the top like, yeah I need to hire a COO there, there, you know? there, there's a lot of things in between those places and hiring salespeople person can be a great move but just keep in mind when you do also they're not out there trying to sell two shirts to one person mm-hmm. right They're they're yeah. whale hunting yeah. They're looking for a two dozen, a 200, a 2,000 shirt order. That's their goal. So you have to be ready for that on your end. Yeah. Um, so but let's talk about the steps. Let's talk about that. the steps. So um, so step one is a little bit of what we just spoke about. It's that you're the first one. Yeah. So the biggest thing that's all startups across the board, 
And if you if you read stories about great startup, um, you know, history of great startup companies and things like that, yes. oftentimes it has to do with one of the founders or one of the owners or the original owner. They were the first salesperson. Somebody does sales, somebody does it. operations, right? Yeah, or or <clears throat> just the owner did everything. You know, the owner in, invented the idea created yeah. the product, yeah. made it, and sold it. They sold yeah. it. So typically what you'll have in common with them is you've got to be that first salesperson. Right. And it helps you do all the things we mentioned earlier. Um, so it listed some things here that I wrote down. Yeah. Um, even if you, for one, even if you don't enjoy sales or don't think you're a salesperson or it's not your favorite thing to do, you've got to learn it as a, just a part of education to really know how to be successful in yep. your business. You, you know what? Um, before we move on, I want to mention uh, we did a podcast and it's one of my favorite books called The E-Myth. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the idea, one of the big ideas in The E-Myth was even as a one, one person business is that you write a job description for all the different things that you do. So if you go through that process and one of those is sales, if you do it yourself, then you'll have a good jump start on everything we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's and I forgot about that episode. Though. Yeah, that, it was that a good was one. a pretty good one. Um, so let's see if if you need to understand this as a salesperson. If I wrote down a few things here that I think are key. So you've got to understand um, what are your customers looking for. Who are your customers? What are they looking for? If you're selling local, to local, you know what's um, your city or town like? What what are the, what are they looking for? What's the style there? What are they? How are they getting custom apparel now? What yep. don't they like about it? You have to understand your market, and being your initial salesperson helps to understand all the wants and needs and desires of your customers because they're going to tell you. Yeah, then the and the fancy marketing way of of talking about that is you know what's your demographic. Yes. <clears throat> you know, is there a particular group that you're selling to? Is there, are you in a niche market? If you're selling, you know, to motorcycle clubs primarily, mm -hmm. do you want to hire somebody specifically to help you with that business? Or do you want them to go off on another tangent to help expand your business too? And it'll help you choose the right salesperson uh, because you can help choose a personality type that will fit in and fit well with the, with your demographic. Right. So, uh, I, uh, uh, a macho type of guy is is might not mesh as well with if you're selling to a lot of cheer competition type of folks. Yeah, you know you might be better off going with somebody who's maybe in that community already. Right, and a moonlighting first grade teacher is probably not the one that you want calling on the local cycle clubs. Yeah, yeah, you know it's you an assumption, but but you know you really have to kind of think about your market, just like what uh, Mark Vila said. You know, what's your market? What does your customer look like? What kind of stuff do they buy? And uh, are you are you baiting me for more like biker bar examples? No, I, I already regret it. <laughs> you, you did it. Now um, they're, they're <coughs> brewing. Okay, so um, what uh, what are typical objections you're going to hear? Um, is one I skipped one, but I will go back. I'll go back after yeah. that. What are typical objections you're going to hear? Um, are, are people objecting about price? Are people objecting about delivery times? Are they objecting about the type of clothing you're about to offer them? Right. The kind of apparel that it is. What are why are people saying no? What aren't they wanting to do? So, and, so that's that's a good that. sentence. Why are people saying no? Right. Mm -hmm. And if are if people are saying no, then you have to help the salesperson understand why they might be doing that. Yeah. No, it's too expensive. No, you don't have the right um, blanks that you're offering. No, you don't do caps. So as part of a sales training, 
you know, you can help them overcome those objections and give you more business. Uh, yeah, and it's also about your when you're in the beginning in this uh, startup phase, you also need to adapt a bit of what you do. Yes. So you you have an embroidery machine, you decide you're going to do, you know, golf style shirts and you're going to sell them to local businesses and you found the perfect shirt. Only you like it. Right. No one else likes it, yes. you know. So it's not the perfect shirt. It's the perfect shirt for you, but not for your customer base. Yeah. Um, so you learn these things. They're saying no because they didn't like the apparel, so you change the apparel. So it's not just about um, how you're going to train your salesperson, which is it's a huge part of, of training them, but it's also about um, just learning and adapting and putting, getting the niche right for your business. Right. And, and, the, and the what is the perception of your market and your competition here? And we'll put these notes or much of these notes um, in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can't quite follow along, that's okay. You can, you can get it later. But the perception of, of your business in the marketplace versus your competition is a huge thing to communicate to a salesperson as well. Mm-hmm. And if you'll notice, we've are, we're already doing a lot of planning getting ready to hire a salesperson because you don't just hire them and say, here's a stack of my business cards, go do it. Yeah. You know, so, so this kind of what's the perception. So that goes to how you approach the marketplace is your main, is your main USP, your selling proposition. Is it, I'm the fastest in the area. Mm -hmm. Is it, I have the best service in the area. Is it, I have the lowest prices or the newest equipment, or I'm the only one who does these two things. You know, those things are also very important to communicate to your salesperson because if you don't give them something, then they make something may make something up. Yeah. Or they may find find a reason to emphasize something that you don't want. And and also again about uh, going on from the startup perspective of it, as you're starting your business, you have an initial idea of um, this is how I'm going to approach the market. This is how they're going to perceive me and my company. Yes. Um, and as you begin to start to do sales, you realize that you might need to shift some of that. Yeah. And so it's part it's part preparing for the future of a salesperson, part adapting your business to what it's going to be because it's a it's a, it's a constantly evolving, changing thing. So in the beginning, you have an idea, and a lot of startup people will tell you, "When I started this business, I was going to do this. Yes. A year later, I'm doing this completely different thing." And and that's this will help you along that journey to get to that sweet spot where you're profitable, you've got business, and, you, yeah. and you're getting yourself to a position where you can hire a salesperson and, like you're mentioning, have the skills yeah. to back them up. And I have to warn you in advance, I don't know how long this episode is is going to be because all of a sudden I have a lot to say. <laughs> so well, the, the other thing when you're, so when you're doing this is, is to don't just think about a salesperson as someone that's going to sell stuff for you. Because I'm sure Mark will agree, the salespeople are are largely what make a company. Mm-hmm. So our sales staff um, at Coldesi and the sales reps at uh, Coleman and Company, they're the ones that talk to you when you call in. They meet you. They're the face of the company. And if you have good salespeople, then they will help you grow your business, which has been the case for both our, our divisions. Um, and if you don't, and if you treat them like they're not important, then they won't be, and they they can hurt. Yeah, your and and they're they're your brand advocate. Yeah, you know, um, they and you really want salespeople who are going to buy into your company and really want to be a part of it. Yeah, because that is going to help your company grow, especially when it's your first one. 
Um, so moving on to yep. in step one, yeah, yeah, you're the first salesperson. I just want to bullet point here just some basic skills. I put down four things that you need to know, and I don't think you should move to step two until you know these four things. Um, so basic sales and closing skills, just the basic skills to be able to quote somebody and ask for the money. And then get and get the money. Yes, uh, ask for the money. Yeah, and just ask it. for the money. And it doesn't have to be a complicated thing. This is closing is often the the most fearsome part of the sale. But you just you quote somebody and then you say, okay, um, you know, is this good for you? I'd love to get your business. Yeah, and then I'm, they I'm say, ready to take to uh, take the order right I, now. I, I might want to you know think about it. You know, okay. And then at that point in time is where you learn the skills of the close, where you say, right. okay, what do you, what are you considering? Yeah, is there more questions you have? Um, well, I just need to review with my business partner. Okay, uh, when are you going to do that? Do you think? Yeah, Monday. Yeah. All right. Can I call you Monday to follow up? Shoot you an email, whatever it might be. I'd, I'd really like That's to it. get this in my production schedule. Yeah. So if I could give you a call on Monday and find out, you know, if we're going forward or not, that would be great. Yeah, and you could just be very nice about it. Yeah. Just commute, and and that's it. So learn some basic, and you'll get better. That's the thing is that this this is a skill that at you first you stumble. Right. Yeah, as 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 first you'll stumble and then you'll get better. Um, second bullet point, have a strong understanding of your customers and their needs. It goes up to what we said before, but you really need to know what do your customers want? Yeah. What do they ask for? What do they complain about with other doing business with other companies? You have to know the core of your customers and the only way to do that <coughs> is to get a bunch of them yeah. to have a list of customers to know. Um, next bullet point. Um, be able to predict a potential say a sale will close. This is a tricky one. But you, you, I'm, I'm smiling big right now <laughs> yeah. on video. You should I, see the look on my face. I love this one because what it is is you once you start to sell for a while, then when you talk to somebody and you hand them that quote or you give them a verbal quote, you you be, you you will get the intuition of is this 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 one's going somewhere right. or this one's not. And it's just the way that it goes. And it, it, what it has, what does it have to do with? It's their body language. It's them giving cues to you. Yeah. How quick can I get it? You know, okay, well, do you, can I write you a check? You know, yeah. listening for cues, listening for words. And then also the opposite of that, looking for people who are standoffish. Right. You begin to hear the same excuses and you hear, all right, when I hear that excuse, that means they're probably not buying. But, but there's a, there's a, a very real reason and a great reason why you want to get good at this um, and you want to coach or work with salespeople that are good at this as well is because they're helping you plan your business. Yes. This is the best business planning. Your sales predictions for what's going to happen next month and the month, month after, the next 90 days can make you money because you can bring in inventory if you see a good deal. You can scale up production staff. You can. Do a, you can make sure that you've got all the ink that you need yep. and all the vinyl that you need in advance of these orders to a certain extent. And, and that's so important to keep your business running smoothly, to map your growth, and also, you know, it'll, it'll end up being a good judge of your salesperson's skills. If you develop a talent for it, then you can spot that in somebody else. Yep, man, it's so true. I love, I love that, that statement that you made there. And, and also, you're, you're going to... Um, not waste time chasing the opportunities that are probably never going to come to fruition. Yes, and that's and then you want to pass that along to your salespeople as well. Listen, I've I've talked to this company before. It's probably not going anywhere. Quote them, right? You know, quote them. But I found, I, I, I found I, out their brother-in-law just opened up an embroidery business. Yeah, so. yeah. You're going to learn these skills. So, um, and then the last one is you need to have a sales process, oh, yeah. and it's not. It just isn't a complicated thing. Um, I 
you you give a quote this way. You you confirm that on the paper, quote was received email, on yes. paper. Or you email it or you do it online. Uh, this is how you collect payments. These are the payment methods you'll take. Um, this is after the payment happens. This is the process of how you're going to deliver the finished product. Do you right. take a deposit? Is it fifty percent? Is it do you only do one hundred percent up front? Yes. You know all of these things. You have a process. How do you deliver? How do you finalize the sale? What do you do after the sale? And, do, you, do you send them thank you cards? You know, yeah. Follow up and, and these are really important factors. Um, especially actually with experienced salespeople mm -hmm. because they will try to do things their way. Yeah. Um, and it will not be, so people don't get into the sales business and they don't become sales professionals because they're very good at paperwork. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or yeah. that's the way they tend. You know, most salespeople, they do it as a practice skill, not as a natural talent. I mean, that's my observation. Yeah, yeah. So so if you don't make a salesperson give you a quote or a signed order, then they definitely will not. And that could cause you problems. Yeah, so uh, if you don't have to master all of these things, but you need to you need to understand them all before you can move to the next step. Because if you don't understand them to a degree, unless, of course, the salesperson is part of your foundership, yeah. then it's great because you've, you know, right. you, you might be, the, you, you know, you might, you might be the top you know, the top person in the business, it might be all your money. Yeah. But one of the people in the founding group who you've partnered with is in charge of that, great, good for you. But yes. that's not always the case. You, you know, I just had I just had um, a thought that there are 10 successful screen printers out there mm -hmm. who are going, you know, that's crazy. I just hired, hired a guy I met and he did great. Yeah. You know, con congratulations. You know, because that does happen. You could find somebody and they could just end up being a great asset and a great, you know, part of your business. But if you approach it in an, or in an organized way like we are now, you're much more likely to have ongoing and regular success. Yeah, I have process. interviewed, worked with, and, and and worked as a manager of so many salespeople yeah. that, I'm, that, that all exceptions are great. And it's yes. awesome. You like it does you meet happen. somebody, they're boom, they're hired, they're with you for three years, and they're yeah. your best salesperson. And that definitely exists. And and we don't want to discount any of that. Just like you're going to get big customers almost by accident like that sometimes. Right. You're just going to walk into dinner one day, and your server is going to say, "Oh yeah, my dad uh, owns this company." <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to happen needs one a million day. Insurance. <laughs> it's going to happen one day. But we we're trying to set you up in a situation where you're going to force this to happen. You're going to do. You're going to create habits to actually make it happen and yes. not wait for the luck. Not wait for just you know. You just happen to have the right person available. Okay, I think I built the defensive fire. Okay, break. good. We can move on um, to step so, two. And that you got to find your critical mass. You yeah. got to find the point where you're beyond a startup. And you actually, if you don't hire a salesperson at this point in time, things are going, they're going to crash one way or another. That doesn't mean you're going to go out of business, but it means you're going to get to one of those positions where you really wish you would have done in a while. Yeah. So what do you have to, what do you think here? Um, we wrote I, a couple things down. Yeah, I think these, I think this is a good, you've got some good points. So you have to be in a place where you're, you're in growth mode or you can see it in the near future. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have a financial goal in mind, right? So what is the goal this year for your business? Where do you see the possibilities? So I think that I can sell $10,000 a month worth mm -hmm. of shirts, $120,000 in revenue. I think I need a salesperson. Okay, so do that math a little bit. What is a salesperson gonna need to make? How many shirts will they have to sell to pay their own commissions and salaries out of the profits, mm 
get you to the, your $10,000 a month goal and still have money left over for you personally to make it worth it. Yeah, just in, in the, the podcast, we talked about the profit first. Yeah, It's got to fit into that tree. Right. You know, so um, yeah, it has to be profitable. You have to be able to pay them. It has to be worth doing business. No point in hiring a salesperson if it's not. And actual money. money left over. Yeah, and, yeah, money left over. That's yours. Um, so, so you need to have a financial goal. Um, and the financial goal also could be something you build up to. So right. I am going to be my own salesperson yes. until I get to, until I'm reaching about $10,000 every month. Or, or, you know, the yeah. founders are yeah. going to be the salespeople, however that works out. Then when it, once I get to $10,000 a month in sales, now I'm gonna go ahead and hire a salesperson. Why? Because um, I've, I've put money aside, I can have money to put aside yeah. to- Pay them for a while to, without- to pay. Right. Yeah, all that. Um, a second goal is actually a, a time-based goal. Okay. And this is, are you, um, are you working so much that you have so many hats on that you are physically unable to grow the business anymore. Yeah, you, there is just you don't you don't have enough energy it's, to create to do anything. It's else. a classic emith situation. Emith, you're yeah. you're all you're full, so you take all of your job descriptions for your various roles and you lay them all out, and you decide that the salesperson hat is the is the first one, or is the next one in line that you need to take off your plate. Yep. Um, because it's going to be profitable. It's also going to allow you to focus on these other um, personal resumes on yourself that you still have. To, yeah, and that you might be better on. at. You, right. know, you might be great with the finances and the bookkeeping. <clears throat> sales is not your strong point. Learn the sales. Put yourself in a financial position where you're going to be able to hire a salesperson and then move on from that. Yeah, and also um, if you have big dreams, if you want to be a million dollar company in three years, let's say you're doing okay now, you're at $10,000 a month, you want to be a million dollar company, there's no physical way you're going to get there without salespeople of some kind. Yeah. Right? So this is part of your strategy. If your goal is that big, then you've got to work backwards. If you want to be at these revenues, how much can you do? How much do you estimate that a salesperson can do? And how many salespeople will you need? Yeah. You know, always keeping in mind that the first month that a salesperson works for you, if you hire them from scratch, they're probably not going to make you any money at all. Yeah, it's true. And by the way, that if, if your goal is to be the salesperson for your own company, and that's what awesome. you want. This yes. is a different podcast, but yeah. I mean, you could listen to some other things, but you could take these concepts and turn them into pain people. Nah, just, just turn this off. Just turn this off. <laughs> so, um, okay, here's my litmus test questions to ask yourself and see if you're ready. Yes. If you Surprisingly, can... there are four of them. Yes, four. Okay. I was doing lots of fours. I understand. If you noticed. Um, so... Um, here we go. Here's your. If you can answer yes to these four things, then you're allowed to. You're allowed to move on to the next step. Okay. Um, do you have a solid pitch and demo for your products? Do you know how to sell your products? What they are? How to sell them? Yep. What do you offer? What's the benefits? What is the pitch? Can you? Because you're gonna have to sell it to a salesperson to get them to want to come work for right. you. Right. Okay. Um, is the owner or founder working over sixty hours a week? There's your That's time interesting. break. Okay. So if you are working, if you're working thirty hours a week. And you're like, I'm going to hire a salesperson. You, wait, yeah. if you're working 30 hours a week and this is your full-time job. Yes. If you're working 30 hours a week and it's after hours, you know, you need to like 
take a weekend off. Or yeah. <laughs> well, we're different different scenarios. Yeah. That 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 can come part mm-hmm. into it, but we're talking about if you're full time in your business yep. now, okay. referring to that. Yeah. So yeah. if you're full time in this <clears throat> business and you're working more than sixty hours a week, you're you're reaching a breaking point where you where you might not be able to sustain doing this for much longer. Right. This could be a time where hiring the salesperson. Now, if you want to be the salesperson, different scenario. Okay. Hire them to do something else, but but that's a breaking point. So, yeah. but you also you want to be pushing yourself to that limit. So, if this is your only business and you're only putting thirty hours into it, and you <clears throat> want to make more money, I would yes. say work more hours because you're only working you're only working part time. I can because yet. because even if you are not the best salesperson or you hate it. Mm-hmm. You can take a day a week or two days a week or, or whatever you're not devoting to, to the other activities and you can you can go out and you can sell even if it's by accident. Yeah. Just by the sheer numbers of talking to a bunch of people and telling them what you did. And we've got tons of podcasts on that as well. Yeah. Or networking. Yeah. You've got, networking. you've got so much time to network. Go to every lunch and event, anywhere where you're going to meet and mingle with people. You go there and you have some cards in your yeah. pocket. So take, take another internal look and make sure that the that you have the right reason again yeah. for hiring a So, So that's what I think is that. I like it. <clears throat> is that um, and next, uh, is your product worthy? Okay, this this is I think is what's that's great. That's a good one too. So this is why this is great because a lot of a lot of people have this dysmorphia on what they produce is good, if their cooking is good, if uh, their singing voice is good. Um, a lot of people have. I, I'm, I'm still. I'm still. I'm back in dysmorphia. <laughs> yeah, they have. They believe at, something is great, but actually, it is not great. I feel like. All right. The so word is dysmorphia. <laughs> Can I have the root, please? Are you be, well. Let's work. I'll. You spell. You work on spelling, <laughs> and I'll go into the. No, next I, I, I. I like. Mm. I like what you're talking about with that, and and I understand because we get. Um, I get people occasionally that will just think they have the most amazing t-shirt idea. Mm-hmm. And and obviously, you know, maybe they've talked to friends and family about it, but they've never shown it to somebody outside the business or it's a new brand. And, you know, I look at it and it's just not good. You know, it's just, it's technically, it's not good. The graphic isn't good. It's not high enough resolution. There's no particular general market appeal. It's the Nike swoosh, but with nothing behind it. You know, so, um, there are circumstances where either your idea just isn't good, mm-hmm. um, and there also are the same kinds of cir- circumstances. Maybe it's it's not a good physical product. Yeah, yeah, and and, and really, at this point in time, right? Because you've made it through step one and two, or almost end end at step two. So you've already got customers. You're already yes. selling to them. You're already yeah. producing a product that people are purchasing, and you believe that it is good. But you need to really verify this with your customers. So a way you can do it is, um, you know, is to give them an opportunity to do um, just an anonymous comment card. Right. You know, it doesn't have their name on or anything like that. They can just you, you give them a stamp and an envelope and a blank card and then how's the quality of the product yeah you know if you couldn't buy from me anymore how sad would you be ask them these questions because you want to know from your customers that they really like you you can also get this with just reviews if you have lots of customers praising you and referring you to more customers that's a natural sign of that already if more than half your customers tell other people to buy from you you almost don't it's even need that review. But but still, you know, there, there it's it's a good point that you may be able to increase your sales somewhat dramatically just by, you know, 
if you discover that maybe some customers or a percentage of customers aren't coming back because of designs wash off. Yeah. You know, you, you may already be selling. You may have that extra business that you're looking for, but you're not offering the right shirt or the right kind of graphics or, you know, you're you're somehow um, failing to make the most of that customer experience. Yeah, your process is, your process is wrong. Yeah. Your, um, so all of it comes in. You've got to talk to your customers about the satisfaction of their product and you got to really look for those telltale signs. Like, are they referring you? Are they coming yes. back to buy again? <clears throat> um, and all of that. So now um, the next one, fourth one, is can you afford a salary to hire somebody good? Right. Okay, and and what I and we can talk about commission only thing. Yes. But for now, um, if you want to find somebody who's a career driven person who has who, a typical thing, you know, they yeah. really need the they need the money because they have a family. Yeah. Right, you want a salesperson that's hungry to make money because whatever it is, yeah, they've got expensive classic. hobbies, yes. they've got families, <clears throat> they've got life. They want money so they could do all these things. They need it. And it's great if you hire a retired person that doesn't need money. Yeah, but but that's kind of the that's kind of the the ancient litmus test of a salesperson mm-hmm. is you know they will sell if they really need the money. Yeah, right. If they don't, if they're doing it like part time for fun or you know, um, any any scenario that leads to them not actually having to make their mortgage payment, then they're probably not going to perform as somebody that's in that situation. Yeah, that really that needs it and wants it. Somebody yeah. who's like, I got family, you know, I got family to take care of. I've got a boat that I really want to buy. Yeah, that's my, that's that's our family yeah. goal is is for next year to buy a boat. So we want we need to save up, you know, this amount of money. You know, like the the person who has all these goal, goals is going to be hungry to reach that. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, um, you if you want to hire somebody that's good. Offering out a salary yes. that you can pay somebody, a small one, a, you know, a reasonable salary that yep. you can pay somebody to say, "Come on board, I'm investing in you," is going to open up the the if you're if if you're looking at a pie chart of people looking for yep. sales jobs, the ones who say, "I want a commission only job and no guarantee or no base or anything to get going," yeah. is a sliver. You know, <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. So, um, and honestly, like you know, that that may not be the best quality salesperson that you. That you're going to hire, and and that yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing, you know. Uh, somebody who's there's there's exceptions to everything, and somebody's going right. to think of an exception and say, yes. "Well, I, you know, great." For the most part, most salespeople would like a job where they can make they get a little bit of a salary, yes. they have opportunity to make commissions, maybe a guarantee for a period of time, and then yeah. they're on commission only. I mean, like all of that's fine. But right. people want to be able to say, I can take this job because I've got to pay my bills now. Yes. You know, I've got goals now. Um, it's going to be more rare to say, oh, f- money? I got that. Yeah. Um, I don't need money for like six months. So yeah. I'll good. work for you. Yeah. So, so so I do want to uh, kind of describe something that you mentioned. Okay. And that's, so we're talking about uh, giving someone a salary. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's... Uh, an option where you just make that a permanent salary for somebody, just like you hire anybody. Mm-hmm. You pay them two grand a month or whatever it is, and that's their job. It's what they get paid. They get paid commission on top of that. Okay, great motivation there. You also have um, a beginning salary. So maybe it's a certain amount a month for the first six months until they build up their book of business, mm-hmm. and then they're commission only. That's an option. There's also a guarantee, which is kind of a split. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you're a commission salesperson, but I'm gonna make sure that you make $2,000 a month no matter what. So it's a kind of a comfortable position for a salesperson because they know if they have a slow month, they're gonna make X number of dollars 
um, which will keep their lifestyle up. Um, but it also gives them the opportunity where I hope they never need to rely on that because they're making so much more money in commission. Yeah. So that's a salary, uh, kind of a, a starting salary, and a guarantee. Yeah, and a guarantee is also, in a nutshell, it's I'm going to pay you three grand a month for your first three months, and you got to start paying me that back to me yeah. out of your commissions. Yeah. Okay, the big difference between paying somebody a salary or not is typically going to be the percentage you're willing to give them. Uh, for commission. A commission, yeah, you know. So, um, however, you know, I, I I just find most salespeople, for the most part, unless you're selling a really high end product that base offers salary. a really large commission, yes, um, then typically they'd like a base and make some money. And you just need to just do the math on on what does that sound? What does that what does that mean? And, and the but the point <clears throat> is that you have that money in the bank, and that you're comfortable. You're investing in this person because it could be ninety days. 120 days. Yeah. You know, before they before they catch on. So, so if if you're going to say 2500, if 30 grand a year I think is a nice okay. number. Yep. Could be 20, could be 40, I and mean, it depends on your where you live, right? Um, but whatever that number is, think about that number. Think of and and you can find out all this information by uh, doing research online in your area or going on job recruiting websites and seeing what people are, are paying in your yes. area. I mean, that you can do all your own research on this, but <clears throat> um, you can go to an agency and ask them, "What yeah. do I need to pay?" You know, there's a lot of ways to do research, but anyway, let's just use the 30 grand a year, 2,500 a month. You're going to want to have money in that bank money in the bank to pay them $2500 a month if that's the salary you're going to offer them yes. and assume that you're going to get zero of it back for 90 days and because there's going to be costs involved they're going to make some sales yep. you know but, but have some goals can, you should have that ready to go can i can i can i kind of split the difference here sure. for a second and talk about um, so there are reps out there who might be in a similar business mm -hmm. so you know if you get somebody for example that is used to in the Tampa Bay area, they sell promotional products. Mm -hmm. um, so they call on universities and colleges and, and big businesses, and they're already in that business as kind of a freelancer for somebody else. If you can piggyback on that, that might be a circumstance where you won't be paying a salary. Yeah, You'll just be paying a really aggressive large commission amount. Um, because when that person goes in to talk to an account about one thing, then they're just letting your products kind of tag along. Yeah. And that can be a very successful option. So, and that's actually where um, one of the things we we talked a little bit about earlier yeah. that I wanted to say, I, th I think is is the best option that's not, that's beyond luck. Because we talked about the luck thing. You yeah. just ran into the right person yeah. who's commission only and naturally driven to just make a ton of money right. and don't pay me, I'll take care of myself. And it's actually good at it and actually will show up and will disappear on you. Right. Um, all of those things. Um, but if you want to actually make it happen and say, I, I really want to get ramped up faster. I don't have all of the steps, but I feel like I'm really close. Yes. The money's a risk. I don't want to take that risk. I'm risk averse. I'd rather put the money elsewhere. I got you. Um, I really would say you've got to hire somebody who's already selling something like promotional products. They're ready, sell freelance. Um, maybe, yeah. they're, maybe they are um, another business that mm -hmm. sells a bunch of things. Uh, they don't sell what you do. Yeah. So you say, That's hey, great. I'll wholesale through you. But the thing about this is they're going to be used to making, if they're selling promotional products, if they're reselling um, signs, whatever they're reselling and doing, right. they're going to be used to making uh, 25% to 50% range, depending on the product they're yeah, selling. Yeah, what they're selling. So you need to be prepared to say 25% of my sale is going to be my commission to yeah. them. And fine, that's part of the downside 
of, of doing that business is the larger commission. The good thing is, is it's almost no work for you. Yeah, and you can find those those people uh, frequently just by talking to your customers. Mm -hmm. Like, do, is there a salesperson that you deal with that you would recommend for my company too? And that's a great way to introduce, get introduced. You're already in one of the same accounts, you know, so it's likely that you, they'll know your target customer yep. and they'll easily slide into your business. Yeah, and, and you can do research on this as you're talking to customers, you notice that they've got pens. Hey, where'd you get those pens and awards from that you have yes. here for your sale? Oh, we get it from such and such company. You look them up online, you find out they don't offer any uh, embroidery, you do embroidery. Then all of a sudden you go to them and you kind of make the pitch, hey, I'll wholesale for you. And they and they may already have kind of a sales setup ready to go. Right, so you know, um, <clears throat> let, let's reiterate the four things one more time. Sure before we move on, and that is, do you have a solid pitch or demo for your product? Mm -hmm. uh, you've got, is the owner or founder working over 60 hours a week? Yeah, are you already busted? Are you yeah, already can it? you do it really? Or yeah. Are you are you just being lazy? Um, is your product worthy? In other words, do you have a good quality product um, and you need to find that out from your customers, mm -hmm. not from the people that uh, live in your same house? Um, and can you afford a base salary or to pay somebody for 90 to 120 days, you know, as a cushion without them generating revenues for you. Yep. Keep in mind it's an investment. Yes, it's an investment. And sometimes investments don't work out. True. And, and sometimes, and the thing is, is if you say six months is how much yeah. you've got saved, which would be a great number, uh, that also means that you can have somebody that works for 30 days and then they're, and then you kick them out and yeah. you get a new person and you've still got five months. Yes. Um, so that's a great thing about that. But if you've answered yes to all of those things, then uh, you're on step three, which step is prepare. Three. Right? So um, I like this one. Here's a list of everything you have to have before you can hire somebody. You yeah, are not, just go right through this. You are this not allowed good. to hire somebody this before you have these things. Sales orders and quoting documents, plus the procedures that we mentioned above. Um, a sales process that we mentioned above. You, you shouldn't yeah. have even gotten this far anyway if you don't have the sales process. Honestly, I got to tell you, I don't think yeah. Cold Essie has two of these. <laughs> um, write it, have a written down sales process. So yeah. have it in writing. Um, a client profile. You want to be able to explain to a potential salesperson who your client's are who your demographic is, a profile of who you mainly sell to. Um, do, are you gonna offer leads or cold, cold calls? How are you getting customers? Is this, your sales, yeah, go ahead. You this this is a, yeah. this a really big deal because sales organizations are completely different. Yeah. So for example, um, Coldessi is set up where we do tons of videos and we do a podcast uh, as an example, and we do a lot of paid advertising. So none of our salespeople spend their days picking up the phone and calling businesses. Um, to try to see if they're interested in our equipment. Okay. Um, on the other hand, there are some businesses that don't do much or any of that. They don't have incoming phone calls. If your office is quiet, um, unless you make something happen, then what you're looking for is more of a hunter, somebody yeah. that, whose job description is going to go be go knock on doors or make calls. Yeah, and both of those are very viable. Uh, sales jobs and both of those are things that some hunters are bored with leads people who work leads really yeah. well are not as, as aggressive as the hunters right you know I think it's is it a hunter gatherer thing it's, it, it's, it's hunters, like and Hunt, yeah, hunters, that, and hunters and farmers yeah hunters and farmers um, so but anyway under just know what that is know what you need um, is your phone ringing too much yes. or is your phone not ringing enough uh, 
So a compensation plan, you have to have a comp plan, you have to know what you're gonna pay them, you have to have a commission structure, um, maybe you have tiered bonuses or not. I mean, yep. these are all things just to consider, but do all the math on that. And those commissions are anywhere gonna be from you know three to 30% typically. Google to, it. Yeah, Google yeah. it and uh, talk to, again, I talk to a staffing agency locally to find out what, what you should be. Yeah, or go into the Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group and type in sales commissions yeah, and see in the search say. bar and see what people say. So uh, quota, you got, you've got to have some quotas. What goals are you going to have for the sales? Okay, I, I, I like that better. Yeah. So so goal is the positive way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> you really, we which is we really want you to hit this amount of money in sales or this many num number of garments sold. Um, a quota is more like if you don't sell this many, then we're going to you know, slap you or, you will. or fire you. I mean, you will. That's going to happen, <laughs> but that's the way you say it. But you gotta have a goal um, because the reason that you have this goal is because you've already done the math to say, this salesperson is <coughs> profitable if they sell X amount of dollars in apparel a right. year. Yes. So they need to sell whatever the number is, let's just use an even round number, $100,000 is the number that you need to for them to sell to pay the salary and commission, all the numbers you worked, um, plus the risk involved in hiring somebody and some HR things you might have to deal with. So anyway, you give them a goal. All right, in your first 30 days, you have to sell $1,000 in apparel. In, right. your, in your next 30 days, you've yes. got to sell $5,000 in apparel. Every month after that, you have $10,000 is the minimum that you've got to do. Yeah. Um, and you have up to six months to get to that $10,000. Yeah, not that you're going to fire them immediately if they don't you know, reach those goals, but at least you've got a benchmark to have a conversation because now you'll know if they're being successful from a number, not just because you like them or they seem busy. Yeah. And they'll know that you're not just going to let them sell a thousand dollars a month worth of stuff and stay on your salary for the whole time. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's what the, the guarantee can kind of come yep. in. There's a, you can get a little complicated, but if you don't know a lot about this, research it. If you need some help with that, a staffing <coughs> agency. The sales tools is a great next point. Sales I, tools. I would not have thought of that. You got be well, obviously you're not gonna have their business cards before you hire them, right? You need a business card design, get ready to order business cards, yes. brochures, sales quotes, uh, a sample for them to give it out, um, a sales plan that you're gonna tell them about, a CRM. Yeah, you know, uh, we've talked about that in previous, but a piece of software to help them manage all of their leads, all of the people that they're talking to. Yeah, um, not just a notepad that if they uh, if they walk away, all the notes are gone because they're in scrap pieces of paper and napkins <laughs> in their car. Let me you tell know? you, if you're and this is almost unavoidable, but if your salesperson has all their own notes and they use their own cell phone to conduct business, and all they have from you is a price sheet and a business card then those are your salesperson's customers, not yours. Yes. Right, because they can just go somewhere else. They can just go ahead and swap out your price sheet for another company's price sheet. Yeah. So that's why, you know, maybe you provide them a cell phone. Yeah. And you, you know, you, I mean, these are things to think about. There's a no compete. Yeah, you can have a no compete, you can have, you know, something like that, but, but maybe you provide them a phone. You know, it's or not, maybe you're just an amazing place to work. That should you be know, what it should be. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, you provide them, you provide them all the tools they need so they don't feel like it's them. They feel like they are a partner in your business and they yes. work for you, yeah. not that they alone are doing it. Yep. That's the downside of also the person that you pay nothing but commission because that person might just say, you know what, I sell a lot of embroidery. I wonder if I can make some money checking out this no other shop down right. the road. They're not loyal to you. The person that works for you is gonna have some loyalty, especially if they feel part that, that the company is, their own, they have, not their own owner, yeah. but they feel like it. They and, feel like that. And let, me, and let me just tell you, like in yeah. a lot of successful businesses, 
there's a salesperson very near the top, mm -hmm. right? So if you if you are hiring a salesperson, think about that you're not just hi hiring somebody to peddle your stuff, but this may be somebody that you're truly partnered with down the road, because uh, the more you grow, the the more salespeople you're going to need. You're going to need a sales manager. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to need. Um, a director of sales, you're going to need a VP of sales. You know, hopefully you can find somebody that you can groom to be really an integral part of of your business future. Yeah, and, and if you, a lot of folks, they want to remain relatively small, so it's great to have this person that's ingrained into your business yeah. to say, no, I don't really ever want to grow more than 10 employees. We're, you know, we're small town people, small business yep. people, and that's yep. all we want to be. Great, then that's more of a reason to get this person really locked in yeah. as part of the team. Because then they'll the stay there for a decade. They'll, they'll stay or, there you know. forever, yeah, and they'll work with you forever, and, and they'll work on, they'll come back with feedback. If we do this, we can sell more and, and work together. And I do just, I want, I want to paint a good picture for if you find the right salespeople and with that kind of long-term future in mind is I mean we've got what how long has, has have the salespeople here with cold Essie and Coleman mm -hmm. company been part of the company I mean we've got people that have been here for 11 years yeah at least. we have a, a more, more than a few that have years? over 10 years yeah it's crazy yeah so they become a part of the business and yeah. and, and all of the things above that you've done First of all, make them feel like they're actually working for a company that cares and really wants to grow. Yes. They feel stable. They feel safe. You know, it's just yeah. like, you know, it, it, it goes, this is not just about salespeople. It's about humans in general, right? Yeah. If, you, if, you're, if you're dating and you go to meet somebody and they are a hot mess everywhere, yes. you don't really feel, I don't know if I want to get too involved with this person. Right. And your business looks like that if it's a hot mess too. So when you do step one and step two and step three and you're getting to your salesperson, they look at you like, this 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 lady's got it together. This guy's got yeah. it together. You know, they got sales but like I know I'm gonna I'm gonna be their first salesperson, but they thought this out. Yeah. And and because we're going to get into it, but you've got to sell to that. Yeah, you're being to interviewed you. too. Yeah, yes, they, you got, they're going to decide if they're going to work for you too. Um, so um, step, step four. four. Step yeah. four. Now it's time to make the move. You've done step everything four. above. So um, how are you going to find the right person? Right? Yeah. you got to make the move. How are you going to find the right person? Um, I put here the best thing you could do, especially for your first salesperson, is to try to find a referral. A friend of a friend, a a, a business associate of a business yes. associate, somebody who is in sales, who's done this type of sales. Maybe they're just unhappy where they work. They're yes. looking for something new. They've got a lot of skills. Um, maybe they're working for a dying industry. Uh, like maybe yep. they sell on um, print ads. Oh, and yeah. locally in your area yeah. and they've been doing it for 20 years they're great they know a ton of people Perfect. the problem is Perfect. nobody wants to buy nobody print wants ads. to buy yellow pages anymore. yeah right. so you find this person and you give them a new opportunity to sell something and they can go to go back to all these people they built a relationship with so it's great if you can find somebody yeah. um then maybe they maybe it's not a, a person who's done this before maybe they worked in a completely different industry but they're a good salesperson and they've got the be skills or used to being the on the skills. phone or in their car for the day and, I, I will say one one caveat there is is make sure you don't hire somebody that you're just never going to be able to let go yes so if they live in your house it's a no <laughs> right? Unless it's you everybody knows it's temporary. And you could force your kid to do it, right? You could. Okay. I have done that. <laughs> I've done that. That's but, why she never called. <laughs> that's, that's why she doesn't call you anymore. <laughs> well, 
So um, yeah, try to get a referral. That's, yeah, that's that's such a good. That's way the to way find we stuff. hire most of our people. A lot we get tons of referrals when it comes to looking for that. Um, a lot of the the jobs I've had in my past were from yeah. a, told, a friend of mine. It's like, hey, you should work here. It's a cool place. I think you know? most of the people <clears throat> that started at Coldessi went to high school with Scott Coleman. Yeah, I think, or yeah, I think, I think, or related in some way, or you know, it's definitely there was a there was a time, but because I'll say this, I mean, he's a good business person, absolutely. So he realized that as I'm taking risk in the beginning, yes, I need to hire people that I that I can trust, that I can trust, and not the reason I can trust them yeah. is because the people I trust a lot trust them. And and it's, I will I will also say that a very large percentage of those people are still here. Yes. And they it's because really it was are. a good decision from the, from the beginning. And um so yeah, so so um Okay, number two, yeah, phone screening. Ahead. Uh yes. Before you even Wait, number what? one. Oh what? Look at a resume. Oh, no yeah, matter how, yeah, no matter no matter who the referral is. So the, here's the step. So first, actually, we skipped for a second there. Yeah. So you want to try to get a referral. That's the best thing. But you, maybe a referral doesn't work out for you. You try a recruiting agency. You're going to spend money, but it could be a good. Just check it out. Yeah. At least make a phone call. Um, if not, you're going to end up on job boards and job sites posting the job, and you're going to be doing all the legwork yourself. You're going to get a thousand resumes. And, and good. Maybe you want to do it that way. Yeah. All of those are viable ways to do it. I just personally would say for a small business, this is a, a large risk hiring your first person out yeah. that if you can get a referred person, a trusted friend of a trusted friend, yes. a trusted business associate of a trusted business associate, um, then you can trust them. So um, anyway... Step one, get a resume no matter what. No matter what the referral is, yes. always just say, can you can have even that person say Even if it's a cousin. Yes, get you, a you resume. Know what I mean? Because uh, if they cannot provide you with a resume, or if they say, let me do one real quick and I'll send it to you, then they're probably not really serious about a job. Yeah. Right? If you're looking for a job, if you want to change your circumstance or make more money or relocate, or if you're looking for a new opportunity, you're ready. Yes. And you've got a, a decent resume there. And you can tell a lot about a person just from their resume, too. Is everything spelled right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, did they bother? Is their phone number on it? You know, if a salesperson can't give you a resume that has their contact information, then they're not going to give your customers contact yeah, information. Yeah, and if they, and the thing, and another thing, an interesting <coughs> thing is if, you know, Maybe you're poaching somebody out. Yes, you know, a friend please, of a friend, and you find out that they really don't like where they work for. Yes. They work. They sell. They sell newspaper ads, and it's failing for them. And they wish they could find something better. Send me a resume. So you know, the type it up quick thing. Maybe he doesn't have one ready because he's worked for the same company. However, he's not going to say, "Let me type it up quick." I'm, I'll get that. He's going to gonna work I'll on spend, it. Spend. I, I I have a sales opportunity here. I'm yeah. going to spend an hour, however long it takes to sell myself to this yes. person on a piece of paper. Yes. You want a salesperson that's going to take the time to sell themselves to you before they even talk to you. Right. So it's an important step. Ask like for that. a resume. Um, it will just allow you to see their history, their profile. You can just kind of take a look at who they are. And when you go to have conversations, you'll naturally have some questions to ask them. What did you do when you worked for the telephone company? Yeah, I, I see you've changed jobs every eight months for yeah. the last 12 years. Okay, yeah. Do you think so, that there's something about this position yeah. that will make you last longer? Um, so uh, step two, phone screening. You were, yeah. you were going to say something about I, that. I am because this is a big deal. Your your salesperson, whether or not they're, they are on the road or not knocking on doors, mm-hmm. you know they're going to be spending a lot of time on the phone talking to your customers. 
You want to make sure that they sound good, that they represent themselves well, that you can understand what they're saying when they're on the phone, and that this is somebody that you would want to talk to. Yep. And you just like them. Yeah. That's my that's yeah, my big like thing when, when I when I am <coughs> doing a phone interview. <coughs> excuse me. I can't get this thing out of my throat all yeah. day. But anyway, um, when you're when I talk to somebody on the phone or interviewing them for a position, the first the number one thing, it is not fancy, it is not there is no magic touch. Do I actually enjoy talking to this person for this five minutes? Yeah. That's the number one question. If the answer is no, the then that no one's going to enjoy talking yeah. to them. Some people are are really not very nice to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> They're unpleasant to talk to for whatever reason it is. And if that's the case, are they going to really be the salesperson that you want? Right. Good. So make that assumption and then, and then think from your customer's perspective. Yeah. Before you do the next step, which is an in-person interview. Yes. Before, yeah. Don't yeah. waste time with it. Just five minutes, 10 minutes on the phone. Um, and here's how I do it. Yep. I'll tell you, right. This, this is the step. This is what, first, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just going to tell you really quick what the position is. And then uh, if you want just a basic understanding of what the job is and what it's going to do and make sure that this is something that's going to work for you. Right. Uh, after that, I'm going to, um, and then you'll agree. How does that sound? Good. Okay. Next thing after that, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about me and my company, what I'm looking to do, what yeah. my goals are. Um, so, and then I'll, I'll make sure you're good with that. That sound good? Yeah. Okay. And then I'll ask you a couple questions about you. You kind of just give me a pitch on what you're looking to change yeah. in your life. And I, I word it like that. What are you looking to change? Because they're coming to That's you a for one. a new job. So these are the three steps I take. For one, I want to I want to weed out all the people who actually don't want the job. Right. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to go around. You're going to be looking for companies that get apparel, blah, 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 blah. Um, does that sound like a career move you'd want to make? Uh, actually... Okay, no. good. Just yeah. Don't yeah. waste my time. Yeah. Um, yes, that sounds great. Okay, good. Let me tell you about this. Um, you know, we're a small business. We've got three employees. We have these machines. We blah blah. This is where you sell the company. You are selling yours now. You and this is this is your pitch okay. in two minutes for them to at the end of that conversation. They want nothing more than to sell themselves to you because they want to work for you. Yeah. This is the anatomy of that phone call. And then the and then the last couple of minutes is tell me what you want to change. Now this is your opportunity to figure out if you like them. Right. Five minutes. Ten minutes tops. Okay, that's good. So okay. I do it the other way around. Oh yeah. All right, then so, that's cool so, too. So yeah. what I do is I usually start off with hey thanks for. Thanks for applying for the job. I'm looking at your resume, but but just go ahead and, and tell me a little bit about yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and why you're you're looking to make a change. So and then I will just shut up for a long period of time until they're done talking. Mm -hmm. So and I'll do that so um, they'll tell me things that aren't on the resume. Um, and oftentimes when people create a resume, they're putting their best spin on everything that took place. Mm -hmm. But when they're being conversational and they have the opportunity to talk about themselves. You may learn something that um, would preclude you from offering them the position anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I'm, oh yeah, well, you know, um, my dream is to move to Colorado, but I'm going to be here for another 12 months. So, you know, I'm looking for something exciting to do. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, and there's, develop your own style. Yeah. Um, I, I went, I changed to this style because I, I narrowed my quick pitch, get you off the phone down to like 30 seconds. Yeah. So, so I don't have and, to listen to their nine will, minute story. I will stipulate that, that Mr. Vila has been interviewing tons more people lately. than I have. Lately. So it's been a thing. You develop your own style. I'm just telling you, have a little method, five minutes. Um, then you do an in-person yes. interview. Set a meeting. This is really where you want to know. You want to really get to know them, and for one, do you like them? 
yes. upstill. What are your customers yeah, yeah. like them? Are they going to represent your brand? And here's where you just kind of do the interview stuff. You ask them about their past more. You talk about their future. What, what else do you have but, to but, say? Well, I, I have to say that there are rules. Sure. Of what you can directly ask people and what you can talk about and decisions that you can make. So you cannot make a hiring decision based on somebody's um, family status, um, their religion, um, their race, their age, their political orientation. So all of those are probably questions that you want to know, you know, but you cannot ask them those things by law. Okay, so um, you can ask them to, if you want to judge on those things, which I do not support and recommend, um, but if your situation puts you in a place where you want to judge on those things, then you can say, tell me about yourself. Yeah. Tell me more about yourself. So, so, oh, well, you know, I've got three kids. They're between the ages of three and three and a half. And, oh, um, you know, I'm a single mom and I, um, I've, I work nights now and I want to add this position so I can pick up some more money and, you know, uh, find a better life. And that profile may fit your company great. Yeah, and you, you may really want to get behind that and nurture that person. Yeah, it's not this person's and it may hungry not. for money. And it may not. Yeah, I mean, this person's hungry for money. They're hungry to make it better. I, I actually sell to people who are, are in yeah. this position yeah. because I deal with a lot of moms. Um, yes. You know, so you you got. But these are all things to consider. But the the in person interview really needs to be all about the person um, and about you. It is a it, and I find it's a balance of selling you and yeah. then selling you it's, it's got to be you got to find that balance I've been on interviews where I went on an interview and I got drilled for 30 minutes I got no questions answered and yeah. I did not call them back yeah you know Absolutely so not. so you don't you don't have to be uh, a dictator of an interview right um, interview somebody in a position professionally know the rules and laws look it up just to make sure you don't you don't violate them uh, but interview somebody professionally and get to know them and this should be something that's um, 30 to 60 minutes yeah and and just so and just so you know like I really support what you were talking about on the phone and and that is making sure that this is somebody you're gonna be able to work with. Yes. Like in person, because even if they say everything right and the resume looks great and they've got tons of experience, if it doesn't seem like you are gonna mesh with this person for any reason at all, then like give yourself a break and don't hire them. Yeah. Because you know, you're, you're gonna be tied up with that person. You're gonna be paying that person. You have to have a positive feeling about them. Yes, right? yes, you're, it, and, and your customers as well. Yeah. Um, because, You've done step one and two. Yes. You know your customers, you know your customer profile, you know your sales pitch, your plan, all of that, and this person needs to fit within that. So uh, next, uh, references. Yeah. Get personal and business, both references, and actually call them. Right. The references are often not called. Not called. Um, I think that you should do this. Now, um, if this is your 20th salesperson, are you gonna dig all deep and call all the references? And that, I mean, I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe no. You know, but, your first salesperson, and this is a cold person you've never met before. Yeah. And they put, oh yeah, I worked for that company for a couple of years. It was great. Um, why'd you leave? Uh, you know, it was, you know, you're not sure of the answer. Uh, and well, what would that person have to say about? It? Oh, they'd say it was a great salesperson. Okay. Oh, okay. Can can you have a reference for there? Right. You know, uh, and then look for warning signs immediately. Um, they won't. Their supervisor isn't their reference. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. What? Well, why? Right. So ask maybe, you know, um, 
he passed away. Oh, okay. Okay. Good reason. Um, you know, but, um, you know, oh, we didn't see eye to eye. All right, then. And, you know, these are things to consider. And it's really telling if, if someone can't give you a personal reference, you know, because they, they obviously just, they either don't want anybody to know that they're looking for a job or the people that they do know are not going to say good things about them. Yes. There are and, plenty of people who are terrible. And I will say <laughs> that, I will say that, and it's kind of classic now, is that, you know, uh, one reference could be somebody's Facebook profile. Oh, yeah. You know, it sure. really could be. Sure. And um, also, on all of this stuff, um, I, I disclaimer, I am yes. I am not of legal counsel to tell you the right and wrong way to do Neither any of these I. things. You should, you should check with your state laws and make sure that these steps are good and fine with how your state operates in interviewing. Yes. Um, if, and this is another thing, go a good reason to go back. And uh, I mentioned a few times already, it's a great talk with a staffing firm. They can yep. help to inform you of these things possibly. So anyway, all of that. These are just basic steps that are often done in business. Yeah. Uh, um, I didn't make all of this stuff up. This is stuff I've researched and before I wrote Come it down, on, there, I researched there are, there are it again. There are two things that you made up. <laughs> and this part that actually, no. That whole call <laughs> references thing, nobody really does that. Um, so yeah, but call it, so call references, uh, background check. Yeah. So a consensual background check is a thing. Again, laws, find out, look up companies that do background checks. Um, they usually have consent forms. I'm pretty sure it's legal everywhere, but check check where you live. Yeah. And um, but does, the background check is going to tell you a lot about this. Yeah, person. it does. It does cost a few bucks. I yeah. can't remember what the prices are, but but uh, it does cost. I a did little a bit. little bit of research. I've seen. I saw from 100 to 300. Okay. I don't know what the difference is so, and why, but so so here are a couple things that you might you might find out in a background check that they didn't check the box for a felony conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, these are things that I've had examples of in my own hiring. Um, we had one, um, we found out one person that we were about to hire um, had a uh, had a lien against his check from uh, Health and Human Services. So, and that may be okay, you may want to overlook that, but it's a, it's a regulatory burden on you mm-hmm. that, you know, the company that I was working for would have to administer that every month. They don't get their whole paycheck. You send part of their paycheck here and part of their paycheck to them, and if it's your first salespeople, that's a lot, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and you could find out that his, that the, the things on his resume were not, or her resume were not true. They didn't really have a degree from that university. You know, they didn't, um, they don't really live at that address. Yeah. They don't have a driver's license. They didn't mention that they lived in, um, in Kansas for five years. Right. A- anywhere. And then, and it was Leavenworth. And you're, but they put, but they put, you know, uh, they put that they worked here. Yeah. You know, and so you get, you know, so it, it can lead to questions. You should do, you should do it. Yeah. And sometimes it's fine. Yeah. Um, it can also lead to just finding out if the person is actually, um, was yes. a bad enough person to do really bad things. Yeah. And then if you want, if you want to be the person who takes the risk on that, that they are now a reformed person. Yeah, it's a decision. It's a decision you get to make, and I'm not saying one is is good or not good. And you should, but you should know. But you should know. You should know. And and uh, it will just it'll open up all the things. Do they have aliases? Did they have an alias in another name in another state? And where they actually stole a hundred thousand dollars from the small business owner yes. that they had. And yeah, that's a risk. Yeah, I mean, just a know. little bit, just a little so, bit. Okay, so, now we're at the good stuff. Yeah, make me an offer. Make an offer. So you talk to them. They pass the background check, and um, first offer. This is this is your contract. 
right? I mean, this is yes. the, this is the real deal. This you may is, it may be in the form of an offer letter. Yeah, but it is a contract between the two parties. Yeah, right? well, yeah. I mean, basically, what it and in the form how it's a contract, it's saying you are going to work this many hours, and this is going to be your job description yes. in writing. And I am going to give you this much money in exchange for that work. Yes. Basically, right? Um, and it also, you can also include other things, expectations, all of that, what you might be providing. Maybe you do provide a company phone, yeah. um, a cell phone. It's yeah. not that much money, right? Like 10 bucks a month, you can yeah. add another line and now you control all their phone calls. You can see who they're calling all yeah. day. From, you know, stuff like that. Um, but anyway, make an offer. And in this offer, now this is where step one really helps you out because Wait, you step one. Yeah. it's you are a salesperson yes a that's it okay <laughs> you are a salesperson and a closer <clears throat> you've got to get this person to commit their life to you at this point in time right. um and you want to make them excited about it and believe and trust in you so this is your closing here's the offer i'm going to make you i want you to come on board we're going to do great together here's the things we're going to do i know you really have these goals they align with my goals it's perfect let's let's do business together you know, and and you and you do it verbally. You yes. put it in writing. Um, I, I I like the idea of putting it in writing and have them sign it. It's not a bad thing to no, have. No, absolutely. Um, and then this way, there's no discrepancy on on and and some again the same reason. Go back to like a thousand other episodes where we say um, to customers to never give a quote verbally and then start doing work. Yeah, put it in writing yeah, yeah, yeah. because it, you don't. It's not so much anyone's going to think anyone's a liar, more so misunderstandings. Yeah. So. Uh, after you hire a salesperson, two goals. I, I kind of made this up, but I kind of read it before too. I'm, I'm reading it as we're talking. <laughs> Get reports, data, and info from them every day. Um, okay. So I think that's a reasonable uh, first 30 days kind yeah. of a thing. Mm -hmm. So if they're, if they're in the office, you can observe them and find out. But you really should have the conversation with them every day. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, saying, okay. So um, show me a list of the people that you talked to or went to see and tell me what happened. Let's, let's, you know, you're kind of using it as a coaching opportunity yeah. rather than a, I want to make sure that you did 180. Yeah. Calls. Just tell me, tell me what, how today went. Yeah. Um, what, what, did you hear some new objections? Did yes. you hear some new positive feedback? Did you have any good leads? You did know, you just, learn anything did you new? Did you learn anything yeah. new? Is there something that I, is there, is there more tools I can provide you to help you right. tomorrow? You know, so it's for you, it's for them. Um, but really, it's for you because yeah. this is your business, and you want to make notes. So you know, if they if they are an outbound salesperson and they said they managed to you know talk to twelve people, you know, uh, being out on the road and they've written down those people, you know, then you want to see, okay, did he do twelve people tomorrow? Did he do thirteen people the next day? Did he do twenty five people the following day? Or is it twelve people today because he was excited, and then eight tomorrow, and then three? Yeah, you know, so so you need to keep up on these metrics, their sales metrics. How many people did you see? How many people did you talk to? How many people did you quote? Mm -hmm. um, and how many people bought? And this is actually where I think um, the, uh, I think I'm ringing. Is oh, that you? Live. I am. All right. Oh, and it's my daughter calling. She will call nine more times in a row. So. Go ahead. I need to. Let me just hear it. Let's talk. We're doing it. Sure. Hey. Hello. I'm recording um, a podcast right now, so can I call you when I'm done? Yeah. All right. You want to say hi? Oh, yeah, sure. Say hi. You didn't actually say <laughs> it. Hi. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right. 
that's that's what will happen. Is yeah. like, I missed the call. No, no, I, um, I, I, she's, I get it. She's young, so she would just get boom, it. boom, boom, boom. We could edit that out or not. She would make a great salesperson. She would. She there would be nonstop. One call. of the characteristics. Um, so anyway, get reports and data. I wanted to say something really important yes. on this. Um, this is the CRM portion. I think is awesome okay. because it'll give you the metrics. A what does CRM stand CRM, for? CRM customer customer relationship management. Okay. It's a software. Um, it's not one software. There's a thousand. There's of a bunch. Them. Yeah. Um, and they're all very very inexpensive compared to the money you're going to invest in a salesperson. This is pennies. Yeah. Um, some of them are free for your first three employees. Yeah. I mean, there's all types of stuff like that. Are free up to a thousand contacts. Right. And uh, so what you do is you set up a CRM. Just Google it. Find a bunch, find one that kind of that watch their videos, find the one that feels good for you. Definitely have a mobile app. And what you do is if they're an outside salesperson and they're outside knocking on doors and calling people, um, what you do is you have them input business names into the CRM. Yep. So they go, they hit a little shopping plaza, they grab some business cards, they talk to some people, and then they get they get in their car or they sit yep. down and they go to their CRM. They type, you know, visited this insurance office. You know, guy said, uh, the guy, guy said, yes, we order custom apparel every year, but they just ordered some yep. follow up in six months. Right. And they, they make these notes and these, this takes time, but they're building this database yes. and they get to do some simple things like mark follow-ups, mark a phone call, put notes from a conversation. Yep. For one, like a good all. salesperson is going to ask if you have that. Yeah. And if you say no, that is a check mark on, on it's a bad against, check mark. Yeah, that's okay. Against. It's an against check mark. So have something like that. Very, very simple. And and we've talked about it in previous podcasts. If you're doing step one in this, being the salesperson, yeah. and you're watching our uh, listening, watching our older podcasts, we've mentioned doing that even if you're doing it by yourself. Yeah, and so, we we I mean we both at Cold Essie and Coleman and Company we use um, we use a, a CRM pretty deeply. Yeah, and you know from a marketing perspective, I look every week. I look and do my own reporting on how much money we're spending on marketing. I can look in the CRM and see how many incoming calls and leads that we got. I can look to see how many we got from pay-per-click advertising, how many from salespeople, mm -hmm. and I can look to see how many of those people that we've contacted, that, that we've actually contacted. So people fill out an information request and our salespeople picks up the phone or sends them an email, we can tell if they've responded. Yeah. So yeah. these are all metrics so we can judge the salesperson on how well they're doing, and we can also judge the marketing and see, make sure we're finding the right people. And and what's CRM. This, this is what's cool about a CRM too, is if you start it in step one, when you're the salesperson and you start it in the beginning, yes. and you're actually just going out there, calling, <coughs> entering customer information, you're kind of building up the CRM and the yeah. information, and maybe you've hit you know a few hundred businesses or however many you've hit over the course of time when you were the only salesperson, and you've got all that information in the database, it's a selling point to a salesperson to say actually yeah. so I've, I, I use this CRM uh, and I've actually got 500 businesses that I visited over the past year in there uh, there's tons of notes on all of them I've got some follow-ups and potentials I haven't even been able to keep up on yeah I've had people that I should have followed up with two months ago I go didn't. get them you know yeah. I didn't so um, they, like you can start there yeah and so it's a sales point for you it's a selling point for you and it will help you It'll help you build that book of business faster in the beginning to get to step two and three. So that's um, I like number the reporting two. And I like number two. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. Uh, so immediately start preparing for your second salesperson. That should be the next goal. Immediate, there should be no other goals with your business besides getting a second salesperson. Not buying a new machine. Not not. Um, what? Yeah, I'm no. But because the thing <laughs> is, and this is, this is a long term investment. Yeah. True. You Very know, true. it's a long-term investment. As soon as you get that, 
like you want because then you're going to buy because you should already well first of all let me back up a second you should already have enough equipment to be able to have a yeah, salesperson working absolutely. for you okay so you bought that equipment already right. and if you're not if you don't have enough equipment to to hold up a salesperson selling for you yeah, you're, you're going you're, to you're fail right. we didn't talk about that but anyway um it's not about all these other things it's actually about getting having competition yeah in your sales force so now you actually have a sales force. You've got two people selling for you. Um, and it's also about in case you lose the first salesperson, they quit or you have to fire them or whatever. Yeah. Um, you've got, you haven't lost your whole sales force. Right. So immediately for you hire a salesperson and your next Start. goal is to get salesperson number two and, and, a, yeah. and follow all the other steps. You know, how much money do I have to have this salesperson making? As yep. soon as they get up to 10 grand a month, um, I'm going to hire number two. Yeah, and, and, and even if you don't hire them right away, you're in that process. So you probably didn't find salesperson number one in 10 days. Yeah. It probably took you a little bit. So as that salesperson comes on and you're training them and they're starting to go out into the world and try to sell for you, they may fail. So you're already looking and identifying contacts for another salesperson to slip into the spot if they, if they do. And if they're very successful, then you've already got somebody coming behind them to duplicate that that success, take the business to the next level. Yeah, so I like it. the recommendation, recommendation I would make is, because it, it's so immediate, and yeah. that's why I said there's nothing else, because it's immediate. You hire a salesperson, and you dedicate a little bit of time to kind of maybe leave the job posting up, you start reviewing some more resumes, maybe you do a few more little phone interviews, yes. um, you know, and, and you're just kind of feeling the waters out, mm. you know, just kind of, you're getting used to it, you're getting better at it. Okay. In the meantime, you're training your new salesperson, and then two things will happen, either they're, um, are going to succeed and you'll keep them going and now you're you, you're kind of interviewing and maybe you pause maybe because yeah. you need to get to a goal maybe so 30 days out you're like okay I'm paused a bit I'm gonna wait to the, I'm not gonna hire somebody for four more months that's right. gonna be my goal whatever it is um, but it's that idea but you gotta have the idea it's to the get idea there. that is another salesperson is right behind yeah and too many other things come into play where they're going to sell so much that you need another machine or they're going to or they're going to sell so much you need to hire a uh, another production person. Yes. So you're going to have these road bumps, but but you need to have the focus of salesperson number 2, salesperson number 2. And that's going to be where you're going to take your business to the next level because now you've got double the force, double the people. You know, working. I I got to say even though the Custom Apparel Shards podcast is now 77. Yeah. I really feel like we still have a lot to offer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm glad we didn't just hang up the towel. You know, I think yeah. we're still providing some good content. Yeah, uh, this is exciting. We, we've got... Um We've got our next episode um, kind of idea planned out. Yeah. So we're going to tweak that out and we'll be seeing you guys really soon. I think we're ready to wrap this up. We are. Just if you, if you haven't already, pull over to the side of the road and follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We really, um, you know, that way if we do do um, a, a video recording, you get to see Mark Vila uh, do close-up magic and my costume <laughs> yes. changes. And then... Um, and, and you'll be notified when the next video comes out. Yes, and, and I'll say what if you, we, we have people that listen to the podcast <clears throat> regularly yep. and give great comments uh, online or they message us directly or whatever it might be. But if you really like listening to this and you like the content that we provide, yeah. the biggest thing that you can do for, for us and for this pod and for the podcast, yes. you know, um, the biggest thing you can actually do is 
like be loyal customers of ours. I yeah. mean, that's really that's what, a huge that's help. My, that would be my that's favorite huge, thing. Buy something for God's yeah. sake. That would be my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, however, fair enough. Yeah. Um, what you can really do for us is share this on Facebook, share what share our videos on Facebook, um, go on to iTunes or YouTube and rate us. Do a go review. Go on to Facebook, yeah. do, a, do a five-star review. Um, it really helps us to increase our reach. It helps us to be able to continue to produce this podcast. It yep. takes a lot of our effort and time um, and money and everything to continue to do this. So in you doing that, it does its job. Our, the job of this podcast is to um, what? It's to inform our customers, get them more successful, help n new people who are in this business trying to be successful, yes. be a part of this family yeah. that's successful. And and again, turn into customers of ours, turn into customers of our customers, yep. turn into business partners of ours. It's a community thing. Yep. So the best way to help that community out is give us great reviews everywhere you can. Yep. Head for customerapparelstartups.com and listen to all 77 plus hours of content. Yeah, uh, this can, one is a plus for sure. <clears throat> you can um, you can also uh, take our course on how to get into the custom t-shirt business and our brand new one on uh, GIMP custom t-shirt design. Yeah, it's yeah, I awesome. Forgot, I forgot about that. No, it's great because we just launched it. <laughs> <laughs> we just launched. Anyway, um, this has been Mark Stevenson from Coldessi. And Mark Vila from Coleman & Company. You guys have an amazing business. Woo! <laughs>